Exile, Part 2, Belvoir. Friendship. The word has come to mean many different things among the various races and cultures of both the Underdark and the surface of the realms. In Menzoberranzan, friendship is generally born out of mutual profit. While both parties are better off for the union, it remains secure. But loyalty is not a tenant of drow life, and as soon as the friend believes that he will gain more without the other, the union, and likely the other's life, will come to a swift end. I've had a few friends in my life, and if I live a thousand years, I suspect that this will remain true. There is little to lament in this fact, though, for those who have called me friend have been persons of great character, and have enriched my existence, given it worth. First, there was Zach Nefane, my father, and mentor, who showed me that I was not alone, and that I was not incorrect in holding to my beliefs. Zach Nefane saved me from both the blade and the chaotic, evil, fanatic religion that damns my people. Yet I was no less lost when a handless deep gnome came into my life, a Svirfneblin that I rescued from certain death many years before at my brother Dinan's merciless blade. My deed was repaid in full, for when the Svirfneblin and I again met, this time in the clutches of his people, I would have been killed, truly would have preferred death, were it not for Belwar Disengulp. My time in Blingdenstone, the city of the Deep Gnomes, was such a short span in the measure of my years. I remember well Belwar's city and his people, and I always shall. Theirs was the first society I came to know that was based on strengths of community, not the paranoia of selfish individualism. Together, the deep gnomes survive against the perils of the hostile Underdark, labor in their endless toils of mining and stone, and play games that are hardly distinguishable from every other aspect of their rich lives. Greater, indeed, are pleasures that are shared. Drizzt Duarden Chapter 7 Most Honored Burrow Warden Our thanks for you coming, Most Honored Burrow Warden said one of the deep gnomes gathered outside the small room holding the drow prisoner. The entire group of Surfneblin elders bowed low at the Burrow Warden's approach. Belwar Disengulp flinched at the gracious greeting. He'd never come to terms with the many laurels his people had mantled upon him since the disastrous day more than a decade before, when the drow elves had discovered his mining troop in the corridors east of Blingdenstone, near Menzoberranzan. Horribly maimed and nearly dead from loss of blood, Belwar had limped back to Blingdenstone as the only survivor of this expedition. The gathered Shrifnebli parted for Belwar, giving him a clear view of the room and the drow. To prisoners strapped in the chair, the circular chamber seemed solid, unremarkable stone with no opening other than the heavy iron-bound door. There was, however, a single window in the chamber covered by illusion of both sight and sound that allowed the Shrifnebblin captors to view the prisoner at all times. Belwar studied Drizzt for several minutes. He is a drow. The borough warden huffed in his resonant voice, sounding a bit perturbed. Belwar still could not understand why he'd been summoned. Appearing as any other drow, 
The prisoner claims he met you out in the Underdark. An ancient Shrift Neblin said to Belwar. His voice was barely a whisper, and he dropped his gaze to the floor as he completed the thought. On the day of great loss. Belwar flinched again at the mention of that day. How many times must he relive it? He may have, Belwar said with a noncommittal shrug. Not much can I distinguish between the appearances of drow elves, and not much do I wish to try. Agreed, said the other. They all look alike. As the deep gnome spoke, Driz turned his face to the side and faced them directly, though he could not see or hear anything beyond the illusion of the stone. Perhaps you may remember his name, Borough Warden. Another Sirf Neblin offered. The speaker paused, seeing Belwar's sudden interest in the drow. The circular chamber was lightless, and under such conditions the eyes of a creature seeing in the infrared spectrum shone clearly. Normally these eyes appeared as dots of red lights. But this was not the case with Driz Duarden. Even in the infrared spectrum, this drow's eyes showed clearly as lavender. Belwar remembered those eyes. Mega Kamara, Belwar breathed. Drizzed, he mumbled in reply to the other deep gnome. You do know of him, several of the surf nebly cried together. Belwar held up the handless stumps of his arms, one capped with the smithril head of a pickaxe and the other the head of a hammer. This drow, this drizzed, he stammered, trying to explain. "'Responsible for my condition, he was.' "'Some of the others murmured prayers for the doomed drow, "'thinking the borough warden was angered by the memory. "'Then King Schnicktick's decision stands,' one of the others said. "'The drow is to be executed immediately.' "'But he, this drizzed, he saved my life,' "'Belwar interjected loudly. "'The others incredulously turned on him. Never was it Driz's decision that my hands be severed, the borough warden went on. It was his offering that I be allowed to return to Blindenstone as an example, this Drizzt said. But I understood even then that the words were uttered only to placate his cruel kin. The truth behind those words, I know, and that truth was mercy. An hour later, a single Swerf nibbling counselor and one who had spoken to Drizzt earlier came to the prisoner. It was the decision of the king that you'll be executed, the deep gnome said bluntly as he approached the stone chair. I understand, Drizzt replied as calmly as he could. I will offer no resistance to your verdict. Driz considered his shackles for a moment. Not that I could. The Serf Neblin stopped and considered the unpredictable prisoner, fully believing in Driz's sincerity. Before he continued, meaning to expand on the events of the day, Driz completed his thought. I ask only one favor, Driz said. The Serf Neblin let him finish, curious of the unusual Drow's reasoning. The panther, Drizzt went on. You will find Gwenhyver to be a valued companion and a dear friend indeed. 
When I am no more, you must see to it that the panther is given to a deserving master. Belwar Dizengal, perhaps. Promise me this, good gnome, I beg you. The serf Meblin shook his hairless head, not to deny Driz's plea, but in simple disbelief. The king, with much remorse, simply could not allow the risks of keeping you alive, he said somberly. The deep gnome's wide mouth turned up in a smile as he quickly added, But the situation has changed. Drizzt cocked his head, hardly daring to hope. The borough warden remembers you, dark elf, the serf Nedbin proclaimed. Most honored borough warden Belvoir Dizengulp has spoken for you and will accept the responsibility of keeping you. Then I am not to die? Not unless you bring death upon yourself. Driz could barely utter the words. Am I be allowed to live among your people? In Blingdenstone? This is yet to be determined, replied the Shurf Neblin. Belwar Disengulp has spoken for you, and that is a very great thing. You will go to live with him. Whether the situation will be continued or expanded... He let it hang at that, giving an unanswering shrug. Following his release, the walk through the caverns of Blingdenstone was truly an exercise in hope for the beleaguered drow. Drizzt saw every sight in the Deepnome city as a contrast to Menza Baronson. The Dark Elves had worked the great cavern of their city into shaped artwork, undeniably beautiful. The Deepnome city, too, was beautiful, but its features remained the natural traits of the stone. Where the drow had taken their cavern as their own, cutting it to their designs and tastes, the Srifnebli had fitted themselves into the native designs of their complex. Menzoberonzen held a vastness with a ceiling up beyond sight that Blingdenstone could not approach. The drow city was a series of individual family castles, each a closed fortress and a house unto itself. In the deep gnome city was a general sense of home, as if the entire complex within the mammoth stone and metal doors was a singular structure, a community shelter from the ever-present dangers of the Underdark. The angles of the Surfniblin city, too, were different. Like the features of the diminutive race, Blingdenstone's buttresses and tiers were rounded, smooth, and gracefully curving. Conversely, Menzoberranzen was an angular place, as sharp as the point of a stalactite, a place of alleyways and leering terraces. Driz considered the two cities distinctive of the races that they housed, sharp and soft like the features and the hearts, Driz dared to imagine, of their respective inhabitants. Tucked away in a remote corner of one of the outer chambers sat Belwar's dwelling, a tiny structure of stone built around the opening of an even smaller cave. Unlike most of the open-faced Surfneblin dwellings, Belwar's house had a front door. One of the five guards escorting Driz tapped on the door with the butt of his mace. "'Greetings, most honored borough warden,' he called. "'By orders of King Schnicktick, we have delivered the drow.' Driz took note of the respectful tone of the guard's voice. He had feared for Belwar on that day a decade or more ago, and had wondered if Dinan's cutting off of the deep gnome's hands wasn't more cruel than simply killing the unfortunate creature. Cripples did not fare well in the savage underdark. 
The stone door swung open, and Belwar greeted his guests. Immediately his gaze locked with Driz in the look that they had shared ten years before when they'd last parted. Drizzt saw a somberness in the Burrow Warden's eyes, but the stout pride remained, if a bit diminished. Drizzt did not want to look upon the Surf Nebli's disfigurement. Too many unpleasant memories were tied up in that long-ago deed, but inevitably the drow's gaze dropped down Belwar's barrel-like torso to the ends of his arms, which hung by his side. Far from his fears, Drizzt's eyes widened in wonderment when he looked upon Belwar's hands. On the right side, wondrously fitted to cap the stub of his arm, was the blocked head of a hammer crafted of mithril and etched with intricate fabulous runes and carvings of an earth elemental and some other creatures that Driz did not know. Belwar's left appendage was no less spectacular. There the deep dome wielded a two-headed pickaxe, also of mithril and equally crafted in runes and carvings, most notably a dragon taking flight across the flat surface of the instrument wider's end. Driz could sense the magic in Belwar's hands, and he realized that many other Srif Nebli, both artisans and magic users, had played a part in perfecting these items. Useful, Belwar remarked after allowing Driz to study his mithril hands for a few moments. Beautiful. Drizzt whispered in reply, and he was thinking of more than the hammer and pick. The hands themselves were indeed marvelous, but the implications of their crafting seemed even more so to Drizzt. If a dark elf, particularly a drowned male, had crawled back into Menzaberanzan in such a disfigured state, he would have been rejected and put out by his family to wander about as a helpless rogue until some slave or other drow finally put an end to his misery." There was no room for apparent weakness in the drow culture. Here, obviously, the Shrifnebli had accepted Belwar and had cared for him in the best way that they knew how. Drizzt politely returned his stare to the Burrow Warden's eyes. "'You remember me,' he said. "'I had feared later we shall talk, Drizzt Duaden,' Belwar interrupted, using the Shrifneblin tongue, which Drizzt did not know." The Burr Warden said to the guards, If your business is completed, then take your leave. We are at your command, most honored Burrow Warden, one of the guards replied. Drizzt noticed Belwar's slight shudder at the mention of his title. The king has sent us as escorts and guards to remain by your side until the truth of this drow is revealed. Bah, be gone then. Belwar replied, his booming voice rising in obvious ire. He looked directly at Drizzt as he finished. I know the truth of this one already. I am in no danger. Your pardon, most honored you, are excused, Belwar said abruptly, seeing that the guard meant to argue. Be gone. I have spoken for this one. He is in my care and I fear him not at all. The Shrifnebling guards bowed low and slowly moved away. Belwar took Drizzt inside the door, then turned him back to slyly point out that two of the guards had taken up cautious positions beside nearby structures. Too much do they worry for my health, he remarked dryly in the drow tongue. You should be grateful for such care, Drizzt replied. I am not ungrateful, 
Belwar shot back, an angry flush coming to his face. Drizzt read the truth behind those words. Belwar was not ungrateful, that much was correct, but the Burrow Warden did not believe that he deserved such attention. Drizzt kept his suspicions private, not wanting to further embarrass the proud Sverfneblin. The inside of Belwar's house was sparsely furnished, with a stone table and single stool, several shelves of pots and jugs, and a fire pit with an iron cooking grate. Beyond the rough-hewn entrance to the back room, the room within the small cave, was a deep gnome's sleeping quarters, empty except for a hammock strung from wall to wall. Another hammock, newly acquired for Drizzt, lay in a heap on the floor, and a leather, mithril-ring jack hung on the back wall with a pile of sacks and pouches underneath it. "'In the entry room we shall string it,' Belwar said, pointing with his hammer hand to the second hammock. Drizzt moved to get the item, but Belwar caught him with his pick hand and spun him about. "'Later,' the Shurfnibbin explained. First, you must tell me why you have come.' He studied Drizzt's battered clothing and scuffed and dirty face. It was obvious that the drow had been out in the wilds for some time. And tell me too, you must, where you have come from. Drizzt flopped down on the stone floor and put his back against the wall. I came because I had nowhere else to go, he answered honestly. How long have you been out of your city? Drizzt to Arden, Belwar asked him softly. Even in quieter tones, the solid deep gnome's voice rang out with the clarity of a finely tuned bell. Drizzt marveled at its emotive range and how it could easily convey sincere compassion or inspire fear with subtle changes of volume. Drizzt shrugged and let his head roll back so that his gaze was raised to the ceiling. His mind already looked down a road to his past. Years. I've lost count of that time. He looked back this for Neblin. Time has little meaning in the open passages of the Underdark. From Drizzt's ragged appearance, Belwar could not doubt the truth of his words, but the deep gnome was surprised nonetheless. He moved over to the table in the corner of the room and took a seat on the stool. Belwar had witnessed Drizzt in battle and once had seen the drow defeat an earth elemental, no easy feat. But if Drizzt was indeed speaking the truth, if he had survived alone out in the wilds of the Underdark for years, then the Burrow Warden's respect for him would be even more considerable. Of your adventures, you must tell me, Drizzt Duarden, Belwar prompted. I wish to know everything about you so that I may better understand your purpose in coming to a city of your racial enemies. Drizzt paused for a long time, wondering where and how to begin. He trusted Belwar. What other choice did he have? But he wasn't sure if the Neblin could begin to understand the dilemma that had forced him out of the security of Menzoboranzan. Could Belwar living in a community of such obvious friendship and cooperation, understand the tragedy that was Menzoboranzan. Drizzt doubted it, but again, what choice did he have? Drizzt quietly recounted to Belwar the story of the last decade of his life, 
of the impending war between House Duarden and House Hanette, of his meeting with Massage and Alton when he inquired Gwenhyver, and the sacrifice of Zach Nefane, Drizzt's mentor, father, and friend, and all of his subsequent decisions to forsake his kin and their evil deity, Loth. Belwar realized that Drizzt was talking about the dark goddess the deep gnomes called Loth, but he calmly let the regionalisms pass. If Belwar had any suspicions at all, not really knowing Drizzt's true intent on that day when they had met so many years before, the Borough Warden soon came to believe that his guesses about this drow had been accurate. Belwar found himself shuddering and trembling as Drizzt told of a life in the Underdark, of his encounter with the Basilisk, and the battle with his brother and sister. Before Drizzt even mentioned his reason for seeking the Svrfnebli, the agony of his loneliness and the fear that he was losing his very identity in the savagery necessary to survive in the wilds, Belwar had guessed it all. When Drizzt came to the final days of his life outside of Blingdenstone, he picked his words carefully. Drizzt had not yet come to terms with his feelings and fears of who he truly was, and he was not yet ready to divulge his thoughts, however much he trusted his new companion. The Borough Warden sat silently, just looking at Drizzt when the drow had finished his tale. Belwar understood the pain of his recounting. He did not prod for more information or ask for details of personal anguish that Drizzt had not openly shared. Magga Kamara the deep gnome whispered soberly. Drizzt cocked his head. "'By the stones,' Belwar explained. "'Maga, Kamara.' "'By the stones, indeed,' Drizzt agreed. A long and uncomfortable silence ensued. "'A fine tale it is,' Belwar said quietly. He patted Drizzt once on the shoulder, then walked into the cave room to retrieve the spare hammock. Before Drizzt even rose to assist, Belwar had set the hammock in place between hooks on the walls. "'Sleep in peace, Drizzduadan,' Belwar said as he turned to retire. "'No enemies have you here. No monsters lurk beyond the stone of my door.' Then Belwar was gone into the other room, and Drizzt was left alone in the indecipherable swirl of his thoughts and emotions. He remained uncomfortable, but surely... His was hope renewed.